are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. As with every episode, we start off this one stating that the intended audience for this episode are other working informatics pharmacists. Today, we're going to be talking about how we can customize some processes to encourage low-cost prescribing by limiting how the provider orders medications through CPOE and CDS configurations. So in my previous workplace, where I primarily dealt with uh, inpatient pharmacy informatics and technology, we had several strategies in helping reducing the ordering of high-cost medications. Some of them were related to policies and procedures. Some of them were related to building something in our EHR that would promote the lower-cost medication. And some actually involved a mixture of both. So for today, we'll actually be focusing on auto-substitutions and streamlining non-formulary requests. So for auto-substitution, first and foremost, we had a policy for auto-substitution. Our uh, P&T committee, in conjunction with the pharmacists and providers, uh, agreed upon a list of medications for use at our facility. For each of these medications, there are a number of alternative medications that providers may want to use, but the medications are higher cost, inefficient, unsafe, and were not on our formulary. The policy for auto-substitution would list the most common non-formulary medications that providers may want to order. Then there would be a conversion factor to convert the dose of that non-formulary med to the appropriate dose for the formulary med. So after this list of conversions was defined and approved, the build in the EHR would be done. This can be done in one of two ways. So for method one, it's to build an active order alert that would fire when a provider tries to order a non-form medication that has a formulary alternative. In the alert, it would let them know that this medication is not formulary, but there is a formulary alternative that's available, and they would click on the button to approve the substitution. And if they didn't want to substitute the medication, then they would choose a reason why, then proceed. In the second method, uh, this is to build a passive substitution that does not allow the provider to easily request for a non-form. Basically, when they order a non-form medication, before they actually sign the order, there's a display that states that this medication with this dose will be changed to this other medication with this dose. There's no pop-up alert. It's more of a passive replacement that will be incorporated into the order. When the provider signs the order, it populates the pharmacy application already auto-subbed with the appropriate formulary medication. We actually went with the second method for a few reasons. One is alert fatigue. We have enough alerts as it is and provider workflows are slowed down already from more important alerts, so we didn't want to add more alerts to the mix. And then uh, this is already a policy where it stated that it is appropriate that the medication will be automatically substituted because basically if we didn't even have an EHR, the workflow would have still been to have a pharmacist automatically substitute medication anyway. So method two would actually mimic this workflow better because it's a passive change. So by doing this, it would be beneficial for the pharmacy department and hospital cost because the department would not need to carry as much of the non-form alternatives in stock since they are already being auto-subbed in the system. So in terms of non-formulary request, sometimes a provider would want to order a newer medication that hasn't been reviewed by committee yet because the patient needs a new therapy due to failure of a, you know existing therapies. So how do we make this efficient for the workflow for the provider and the approval process? So in my previous workplace, the normal process prior to electronic implementation was that the provider would order the medication, the pharmacist would get an approval from the director of pharmacy, the provider would fill out a paper form for the justification, and the medication would be ordered for the next delivery. As you can see, this is a multiple step process that also has a capacity of error or missing information. The form could be missing information. The communication between the pharmacist and the director of pharmacy would be verbal, so there may be something miscommunicated, and the paper form can go missing, so there's no way to actually track 
where it is and also you can't really track the frequency of these requests if it's all paper. So in order to handle this, we made a new type of CPOE order that had a very specific format that mimicked the paper form request. Um, alternatively, we could have had the paper form become an electronic form, but we didn't go that route because there was not a way to require the provider to fill out that form. So we made the required fields become part of the CPOE order for non-formulary requests. So by making the fields part of the order, this order is then sent to the pharmacist so that they can electronically see the same exact fields that the provider ordered. The fields of formulary alternative, why are you requesting this, why does the patient need this, etc. were made required when the provider ordered the medication. Subsequently, when the pharmacist is reviewing the order and speaking to the director of pharmacy, um, the director can also see the same values entered so there's consistency in discussion and less chance of a miscommunication. In addition, by making this part of the order, the fields become reportable because now they are electronic. This allowed us to be able to run a report and track how often certain non-formulary medications were being ordered every quarter. Then this would be reviewed by the director and submitted to PNT for discussion to add the medication to formulary if there were enough formulary requests. In doing so, our electronic process of non-formulary medications streamlined the workflow and made it less stressful on the pharmacy team while making the request to add to formulary process much more efficient. In addition, because ordering the non-formulary med requires you to fill out the fields, this actually made it a little less common to see non-form requests because it's kind of like there was a barrier, though it was an appropriate barrier, to ordering a non-form med. This also contributed to reducing the medication costs due to there being less high-cost medications being requested. Alright, if you like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or our Instagram at PharmacyInformatics or send us an email at PharmacyITME at gmail.com. You can also follow me on my personal Twitter account at TonyDowPharmD and check out our website, PharmacyITME, for any updates on the podcast. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of PharmacyITME. And remember, technology is a tool, patient care is the goal. Oh, 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 oh,